And it's 444 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Greg Jamison, who announced his candidacy for Sioux Falls mayor today. And uh, that election, first round is April 10th, I believe. Second round, a runoff, and there almost certainly will be a runoff with eight, can- eight candidates, is May 1st. So a ways to go here, but we're starting earlier than usual. Are we starting too early, Greg? You're like the last guy to officially get into this thing. Did you not want to get in this early? Right. Well, there was a few things in my way I would tell you, you know, that a lot of people maybe didn't know. I was on jury duty <clears throat> from January through June. That's a federal one? No, the- it was in Lincoln County. Oh, really? But it's very cumbersome when you have to be on standby for them and try to plan your own vacation, your own life, let alone a campaign announcement and not knowing if you could even be at your own announcement (laughs) after you schedule it. Well, see, you're just doing your civic duty, right? Right, and it was very very rewarding to go and do that. uh, You know, and then there was another few things that interfered. Uh, My father's death Mm -hmm. was a part of that. Uh, One of the last conversations that he he and I had was about my announcement day and what mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should mention uh, uh, the late Bob Jamison, who also was on the city commission for many years. Yeah, folks may know him from that. So, right. um, let's talk a little bit about we 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 spoke earlier about the secret uh, settlement on the premier center. Um, but how do you make city hall more transparent? I mean, what are the things you actually should do to make government more open at the city level? Right. Well, the first test you should probably ask yourself is, is it really worth trying to keep it secret? Because the value that the public puts in government and the trust that they instill in you, and if you threaten it by making a secret deal, you're, you're spending capital f- that you maybe didn't create, that others spent years and years of time and service to create that capital. And if you're expending it by keeping something secret, while it may seem and, pr- and possibly save you some money, or some headache, it generally isn't worth the end because you've expended some of your capital and now the public doesn't trust you as much. And, and pretty soon you're going to be standing there going, well, why doesn't anybody trust what we're doing? We're telling them what we're doing. We're telling them the truth even. But they don't trust you because you've ruined it over the years. So you, it's so precious, you just can't mess with it. So intentionally, you have to go overboard generally to share things that you probably are better off not to. But it's such a valuable commodity that you have to do it that way. Are you, has your thinking changed on this over the? You were on the legislature and the council for eight years. Um, you've been involved for a long time. Um, I don't know that I would have thought of you as a big open government guy when you started your career. Have you changed over time? Oh well, certainly. You know, you go in, like a lot of people go in to a part-time job on the city council from a from a business experience or from your own personal world, and you go. Well, yeah, why would we share that detail? We want to make that private. Or let's make this decision ourselves. Let's not go through the scrutiny of the public criticizing what we've said or thought about. We should just do it like this. Yeah, you do learn it after a while. You go, you can't do it like that. And the backlash of it all, when you do and try to make some of those decisions, uh, like executive session stuff regarding personnel matters. Yeah, that happens all the time. Right. But it's it's... It's a tricky little place to be when you're trying to make other decisions. And so uh, you do learn that you're just better off not messing around with the trust that the public has given you to to handle these things. And here's the other test. When you're dealing with money, 
you know, when you and I make our own little deal, we might say, mm-hmm. well, wh- I'm not going to tell anybody what I paid for that or what I did with that money. But when it's the public money, you have to go way over, over the edge to say, here's exactly what we did with your money and here's how we spent it so that you can avoid any dark light on this subject. Do you think uh, sales tax revenue in the city will ever grow at 5% again? I think so. You know, uh, you're hitting on something that I believe is going to become one of the hotter topics in this whole election, is how to fund local government, even state government, given the, the sales tax growth decline that's occurred. We are going to fundamentally have to review how we fund government. And uh, so the egg economy is in the tanks. We all know that. And those guys aren't spending money in town like they used to. As a legislator, I've been advised by our economists that don't expect any change in all of 18. But then you add in Sioux Falls in the metropolitan area of it, and you have shoppers who are avoiding to go to those brick-and-mortar buildings and they're ordering everything online. All of that kind of compounds itself and brings itself to a, a challenging place. So I think once some of those federal laws get changed and all of a sudden we start collecting sales tax on merchandise bought on Amazon completely and all those other places, I think you'll see some solid growth come back. Do you, what other changes should we make? Should we just say, it seems like kind of a, I mean, it's very uh, possible that we could win the Supreme Court case. The state could win the appeal to the Supreme Court yeah. over, over Internet sales tax. But you can't, like, pin all your hopes and dreams on that. How, what, other, what else could you change about funding city government from what we do now? Right. So think about the uh, enterprise funds that the city has, say the water department, the water supply for the city, uh, a huge uh, service that the city provides. The, the, the great part about water is that you can monitor and uh, essentially calculate how much water each individual, mm-hmm. each person is using so you can then charge the right fee to cover all the expenses to maintain that water system. Our challenge is going to be how could we find a way to fund our roads? That's our biz- biggest expense. How mm-hmm. could we find a way that, that calculates how many people are using the roads and who's using them the well, most? Well, we're going to spend all our money on roads, apparently. Well, roads and, roads and I, utilities, right? I could tell you that if elected, I'll be spending a lot more on roads as a matter how of How can we spend more money on roads, Greg? By... by allocating more funds away from other divisions. So if you consider all of the divisions we have in, this, in, the, in the city, all the great parks department, the police department, the uh, water department, the landfill, all those things, they're all doing really great, except for one thing, and that's our roads. You, you, you're, you know what I'm going to say, you know, and you that is you can't pave your way to the future. When are you? When is the city going to start planning for a future that isn't roads, 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 roads? Is that the only thing we're ever oh. going to take care of in this? Well, state? no. I so I think you might be reading too far into that. What is my my point is when are you going to start thinking about alternative transportation and mass transportation as a part of the solution to roads? It's already there. The long term planning that's out there includes all forms of transportation. So, and I was a part of the council when we looked at complete. Roads and didn't we just streets. we just cut the the CIP for uh, the bus system? Yeah, so there's a big problem brewing with our transit system. Yeah, that's nope. what I'm saying. So nope. how are, you know we're talking about all these problems with roads? Where, I was what's, what's the problem with the transit system? Pat, I was the one 
who put a task force together to study the transit system. How could we create more passengers? How do we rid ourselves essentially of the burden of taking care of all of the paratransit riders and co the cost that's incurred in that, in that expense? And as, in essence, we need to find a better way to fund our transit system in order to have a transit system for the future. Which is what? Well, I've got some ideas. One is about changing the, the, the whole map of the service. Mm -hmm. we've, got a, we've got, I would tell you, a lousy, large transit system. Mm -hmm. We can't afford a great, large transit system. We can't afford a smaller, great transit system. And that's where we got to get to. As a so great serve system. less parts of the city. It would serve less parts. Well, that doesn't seem to be a solution to moving people around the community, Greg. Well, but we can't do everything. We have to find one way to, to, to fund some things and other things are not going to be able to be funded. That's our struggle. We don't have enough money. It's always our struggle. Um, yes. Quickly, um, have we borrowed too much money? Borrowed? So here's the issue. Uh, absolutely, we have the ability to borrow a whole lot more money based on the revenues that, the, that comes in, the, the tax dollars that come in. We do. We're in a great spot. We're not in a credit uh, crisis of it all, at all. Sure, we can, but should we? Should we is another question. It's exactly. Consider this. We have $10 million of new debt service on the event center. We have a great event center. A lot of people enjoy it. It's a great asset to our community. But that $10 million takes away from the money that we can spend on public transportation. It comes from the money that we can't spend no longer on roads, new intersections. People need to know that when you borrow money, it has to be paid back and you cannot have your cake and eat it too. What can the city do to combat poverty? The city's role is a, is a player in all of that, I suppose, by funding all of the things that they've been funding in the past, but it's a tough spot for the, to consider that the city is the one who's gonna solve poverty. It's all of our roles uh, as incomes rise with wages at, at jobs and other things. Uh, it's, it's not the city's function to end poverty. It, the county is responsible for all those who cannot stay above the, the water. The county's role. Well, you guys have been putting it to the county for a long time. So. It's the, and the, it's, <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me who started it that way, but that uh, is the way. We're going to come right back with Greg Jamison in whatever few seconds we have left and uh, see if we can't squeeze a few more comments out of him. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. You keep